This week on Restored All, we're talking about how cyber insurance companies are trying to reduce or completely remove the amount of money that they have to pay when you get hacked. Hope you enjoy the episode. You could restore it all. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my confusing mechanical situation analyst, <laughs> Prasad Amaliandi. <laughs> ah, Curtis. Yes, we've had quite a few conversations the last oh, few days. We have. Or week, Haven't I we? should say. Yeah. We, Maybe um, you should give an update for our listeners on your know. current saga. For like anybody it might be cares, too. for anybody that cares, right? So I have a Prius with just shy of 200,000 miles, and it started showing signs of maybe a head gasket, right? But it's but but in a Prius, when the, the signs are really minor, it's not, or at least in the beginning, the signs are really minor. It, it throws an occasional mm-hmm. um, uh, misfire, right? And so, we, you know, we work on different things, different possibilities, and, and, and I decided that I didn't want to, spend the money on a 200,000 mile car to do the head gasket. And so I decided to try what was considered to be the best of the sealing stuff, which happens to be steel seal. Um, and everything worked out, but well, it appeared that everything worked, but now after that, my cooling system is malfunctioning and it's specifically malfunctioning saying that my water pump isn't working and I'm getting an actual code that essentially says either the control module or the wiring to the water pump or the water pump itself is not working. And, uh, some of you that are anti seal stuff are like, Oh, a seal messed up the thing. And I don't, I don't know that, but anyway, it's just, that's, that's where I'm at. So the car is fine. If it's idling, it runs great not throwing the error, but the, but the water pump is saying it's not running properly. Right. I I think it's, I think it's running somewhat. Otherwise the car would overheat sooner, but, um, and just looking at the code, I doing some research, it looks like if it's not running at like 900 RPM, then it throws that code. (laughs) Yeah. At least at 900 RPM. The easy, this is, this is another one when you're a do it yourself mechanic, like I could take it to my guy. I could take it to my guy and $500 later, we maybe know what's wrong, right? Yep. So for $200, I can replace my water pump. So what are you um, going to do, Curtis? Did you already order gonna, a water pump? I ordered the water pump. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. I see. Uh, and it's actually the original. It's a. It's the, you know, it's the OEM. ASIN water pump. Yeah. It's, yep. it's the same exact line. WPT1. What is that? Is it's, that the model number? Oh no! It's, <laughs> you know, it, it it's it is it is the same company that makes the Prius um, for thing. Yeah, for Toyota. And, it just doesn't have the Toyota stamp on it. Yeah, well, it actually has the Toyota stamp on it. Believe it or not, it has the Toyota <laughs> stamp on it, but they grind it off when they sell it on Amazon. Wow, that is. Interesting, because I've heard like when you buy like OE parts for other uh-huh. companies, right? You just are missing the stamp. Like if you buy headlights for your BMW or whatever, and you buy like the Bosch ones, which are the OE ones, right? You just yeah. are missing the 
uh, BMW badge, right, or stamp yeah. on the part. Yeah. But it's interesting that they've actually built the part and then they spend the labor and the time to. Well, actually... I think what it is is they have one line. The line makes the the Toyota stamped parts, and it's actually die stamped is what okay. is what it is. And so then then and then somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being that person? Being like, what a waste of a job. I just sit job. there. Yeah. And it's very clearly manually done. It's very yeah. clearly, you know, there's a guy with a grinder wheel. Well, someone's it. employed at least, so. Yeah, I, that's what it is. I'm all about giving people jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully next podcast well, we will have it updated. Yeah. yeah. I decided, by the way, I decided to give my mechanic some money. I sent him some money for some verbal advice he'd given me i was like dude thanks for thanks for helping mm. <clears throat> he's been my mechanic for a long time and and then lately i've been doing my own stuff you know yeah. anyway but my constant my constant companion through it all has been my <laughs> advisor persona maliandi so let's uh, uh i'll throw out our disclaimer um uh, neither persona and i or our mechanics or uh know what we're doing uh we also <laughs> are doing this independently he works for zoom i work for truva this is not a podcast of either company and the opinions that you hear are ours and uh be sure to rate us go to your favorite uh podcatcher and scroll down to where they have the rating part click a button um and uh you know and give us give us five stars uh unless you don't like us in which case there's really no need to rate it <laughs> In which case, I want to know, why are you listening? Do you just, I wonder, I wonder if there's people who just listen to like the first five minutes, just want to see what I'm of up us, to. And of then, us rambling. And then, and then they're like, okay, he's going to talk about backups now. I'm out of here. Um, wonder if we have this odd, that would be a really odd I wonder if you people. can find that stat though. Lord. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think my, I don't think my host gives that that stat but it would be really funny if there's a group of people that listen for five minutes and they go okay he's talking about tech now i'm out of here i just want to know what's going on with his prius or his flooring or yeah uh, exactly yeah yeah i think we've been doing this long enough did we record when i was doing solar i was trying to do my own solar yeah yep we did record because i do remember i think yep talking about that yeah good terms anyway uh but speaking of rating this yeah. Speaking of ratings, if we get to 25 ratings, then Curtis will, for Christmas, grow a Santa beard. So he's already started, which is awesome. But for Christmas, he will grow the Santa beard. So please go on, I think it's the Apple Podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Site. Spec- and specifically Apple Podcast. We're trying to yeah. get to the uh, number of ratings on yeah. Apple Podcast. Trying to get to 25 because I really want to see Curtis with the Santa beard. So please, please, please go give us a like, give us a rating. Leave a comment, and let's try to hit the 25 number. On there. There's a comment on there about me doing the Santa thing. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm leaving this comment just so Curtis will do a Santa mm. beard. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, and, you know, if you want to join the party, if you want to come and talk to us about our topics, right? Backup, security, uh, privacy. What else do we talk about? Don't we talk about? Oh, you know, just. Well, whatever. All of those things. So if you want to join the podcast, if you want to join the conversation, reach out to me uh, at WC Preston on Twitter or W Curtis Preston at Gmail. Um, So I thought that this week we would talk about a trend that's been happening. I'm seeing it in in a couple of different places. And it's this idea that 
so so we'll, we'll, we'll back up. There, there was a trend that the cyber attacks were becoming more common, right? Especially yep. ransomware attacks. And then uh, another trend was everybody said, well, we better get cyber insurance. We didn't have yep. cyber insurance, <laughs> but we did, you know, it's sort of like, I don't have flood insurance because I live on top of a hill and, you know, that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> but even then, I, I, I've been watching the news lately and I'm like, I don't know, you know, yeah. maybe I should get it. Well, it's like the Spectre logic, right? Tony Mendoza, right? When we had him on talking about when they got hit with ransomware, right? He's like, yeah, and just a month before the board had bought and gone and got cyber insurance, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was really good. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's really helpful to have somebody in your corner, even if they're not going to like pay you a million dollars because you got hit, uh, you know, it's really helpful to have somebody in your corner. So it's certainly something to think about. If you're not, if you don't currently have cyber insurance, I think it's a solid idea. <clears throat> what I think was starting to happen or the insurance companies felt was starting to happen was that they felt that there were um, certain types of attacks that they couldn't insure against or certain types of payments they couldn't insure against. So one of the things I think we saw a little while ago was <clears throat> cyber companies saying, listen, we're not going to pay the ransom, right? We're you know, or, or it's a severely limited amount that they're going to pay the ransom. So we'll, we'll help cover damages or whatever, but we're not going to pay the ransom. What I'm seeing now, and um, th th there's two articles that we could talk about. The, well, go ahead. Was it that they're not going to pay the ransom or was there also concerns around paying the damages or the lawsuits or anything like because I think in the case of when you get with the hit with ransomware, like there's sort of three buckets I look at in terms of cost, right? Mm -hmm. One is paying the ransom, right? Uh, the second is getting your infrastructure back up and running, whatever that is. And then the third is paying for any damages that happen because you got hit. Like this might be right, loss having to deal. Yeah. Loss of business or dealing with lawsuits, right? Or other things like that. So do you know where cyber insurance, when you talk about the costs, where those yeah, like, that they're reducing? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And that wasn't the one okay. that, that wasn't the thing I wanted to talk about this week, but so I didn't research it, but, okay, no, no, that's okay. the, but, but I, I am aware that, that insurance companies have been pulling back on coverage of ransomware, okay. right. Um, that, 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 that they're, they're not doing the same thing that they were doing before. Um, you know, and again, it's not across the board. It's not every company, but, um, that's what we're seeing. And there's two other um restrictions that i thought we'd cover and the first and it was an article that came out um just in the last week and that was that um lloyds of london is instructing its insurer groups uh globally to exclude the quote is catastrophic state-backed hacks from standalone cyber insurance policy starting next year so which is yeah. a lot to unpack. First is this article was dated August 24th because I'm right. not sure when this uh, episode will air. Um, right. It's interesting, right? The two things that stood out to me was catastrophic, mm -hmm. right? And the definition of what catastrophic is. I always worry when people use that word, right? right? In terms of what it covers. And then the second one, and maybe we could discuss this, is also nation state, right? right? right. Because there are lots, back, yeah, yeah, because there are lots of hacking groups that are hard to tell. Are they sort of state backed, 
or are they independent or what that relationship is? So maybe we could talk about those two. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about, obviously we've covered like ransomware attacks and, and that there's groups like the Conti ransomware group that are huge. And there's a lot of feeling that they are state backed, right? Um, that they're, they're certainly state encouraged. Um, the, I I think, you know, this is one of those, you know, I am not a lawyer I'm not even (laughs) attempting to be a lawyer and I haven't actually seen the contract, but I think what they're trying to protect against is like what happened with the solar winds attack, but the solar winds attack, which, um, I believe we, I believe that we believe that it was a state back attack Mm -hmm. that, um, the, the reason the, the thing with state backed attacks, or, you know, or state state backed attacks, <laughs> that's, 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 that's about full. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or nation state attacks is that they have essentially an unlimited budget. And so they can do things that perhaps a smaller, quote unquote, smaller hacking group might not have or might not be able to do. And. I think the solar winds attack is an example of that because it required many, many months of, of, you know, planning and execution and the, the, the result, and this is where I'm getting to the result was catastrophic. It took out, you know, it, it hacked many, many, many companies. And I think the worry is that there could be worse, even more catastrophic attacks that make the solar winds attack look small. But instead of calling out nation states and cat catastrophic, it almost seems better to think about it in terms of like the impact. Uh, another example could be like the Kaseya hack, right? That affected yeah. MSPs, right? Yeah. Like how do they quantify that? Solar winds totally makes sense, yeah. right? Or someone going against like a Microsoft or the Okta hack that happened, right? Because there are so many people who use Okta, right? It's sort of... right. It's a little fuzzy, <laughs> right? Well, in terms I, again, of again, I, I yeah, I know we're contract. interpreting. Yeah, uh, we are interpreting someone else's words. <laughs> uh, I happen to be looking at a Wall Street Journal article. We're interpreting someone else's words. We haven't seen the contract. Um, the uh, actually, um, let me click on this. I haven't seen this before. So I actually have a bulletin. Uh, so this is, a, I actually have the bulletin from Lloyd's and I'm looking at mm. it right now. So while you're pulling that up, one of the things, so I'm reading a register article from the 24th of August. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that the policies must set out a robust basis on which to attribute state sponsored attacks. And the register article, they actually say that attribution is absolutely hard, right? Because like we've right. talked about saying that a particular group is responsible for an attack or a nation state with 100% confidence is really, really difficult. Or the fact that like these ransomware groups, right, they're as a service now. So what does it mean if, say, there's a nation state sponsoring a ransomware group that's offering it as a service and some other smaller group starts using that exact same package? So I'm reading the actual memo here. Okay, so at a minimum, the state-backed cyber attack exclusion must... Exclude losses arising from a war, whether declared or not, Mm -hmm. where the policy does not have a separate war exclusion. 
exclude losses arising from state-backed cyber attacks that significantly impair the ability of a state to function or that significantly impair the security capabilities of a state. So it's a it's an attack on on the state. Gotcha. Right? So not necessarily so going back to our Be- examples, Kaseya and SolarWinds. I see, but that's where it gets a little fuzzy still, right? Because Well if- they're sa- they're saying if the United States can't function, if you're part of if you're part of a hack that took out the US, right? But to what extent um, though, right? Could you claim that like an attack I, I on know. I'm just I'm just I know, I know. set out a robust basis by which the parties agree on how any state backed cyber attack will be attributed to one or more states. Ensure all key terms are clearly defined. <laughs> okay. So they're not saying what you gotta put in there. They're just saying, dude, you gotta you gotta exclude the state back stuff. You have to be very clear as to how we're gonna attribute state back stuff. Yep. Um yeah. Which I think is going to be a court challenge for sure. I could just imagine because this goes into effect in 2023, I believe, right? End of March 2023. Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm guessing a phased, a phased attach, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm guessing that there will probably be lots of court challenges in terms of this, right? So we shall yeah. see how Lloyd's handle. I understand what they're trying to do, right? Because some of these, like you said, are very costly, right? It's outside the scope. It's just like today, most insurance policies don't cover an act of war. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can so see I think, why they're again, doing this. Yeah. yeah. I think what they're saying is this is an act of war, uh, you know, declared or not, and that we don't we're not going to cover it. Yeah. Speaking and, of declared and not declared war, do you want to talk about the show that you've been watching? Yeah, I'll <laughs> talk about this show. So there's a show on Peacock. I think it's it was a UK show that was popular in the UK and now they brought it to the US and it's called The Undeclared War. and it's I, I thought it was a pretty good show. The um, there was nothing that really made me, you know, it's it's a show about cyber and 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 other state backed attacks specifically on Russia or by Russia on the UK. And they um they got i mean there's there's some tech stuff where i was like i'm I'm not sure if that's if that does what you're saying it does and um one thing i'm always interested is when you when you see it's when they're looking at the code like i don't know is there ability to look at the code if there's code that has been compiled is it possible to disassemble that and look at it yeah it is okay. Well, all right. Well, it, but it wouldn't end up being code, right? What would it, it would look be, like it would like it would be you assembly? might. End, yeah, it'd be assembly. <laughs> okay, so that that part again that that was where I I wasn't sure that that was possible what they were doing, but then again I think what I was looking at was Python. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't <laughs> compiled code because there was actually a reference to Python in the okay. thing, and but. Then they also had her. Sorry, I'm focusing on the techie things that maybe they got wrong. Ooh. But but overall, the the overall concepts that they got right, where basically it was a. And again, if you don't want to hear, uh, I'm going to give some spoilers. I don't care. Like if you don't want to hear this stuff, then skip ahead a few minutes. Um, about the, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, about five minutes. Don't take me that long, man. I don't know. Anyway, I can talk. I know how to talk. Um. It was a state sponsored, like Russia said, 
and, and what's interesting about this show is that they show both sides. They show what's going on in Russia at the time, you know. And Russia basically said, we want to provoke the UK to war. And we're going to do a multi-pronged attack, um, social engineering, you know, social media engineering, mm-hmm. uh, a cyber attack against their infrastructure, and a news attack, uh, essentially fake news. Misinformation to, campaign. Misinformation. Yeah, misinformation campaign, right? Via their own state-sponsored news channel. And, um, you know, it works. Right. Ultimately, um, the UK believes that they have no choice. They believe that they have been, they have been uh, that, that 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 what Russia has done has been an act of war. Although it's all been cyber and you know under the covers yeah. and everything, so they respond with a cyber attack, and Russia over you know uh, exaggerates the effect of the cyber attack. It's killing people. It's killing people in hospitals, etc. And then they actually attack the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit too real, right? It's I was going to say, yeah. It's set in 2024. There's references to current, to people that are currently in politics. Mm-hmm. The The actual prime minister is a fictional prime minister. Uh, they actually said that he ousted uh, uh, Boris hmm. um, <laughs> um, in, in a bitter contention. But Were they foretelling things? Yeah. Yeah, I think they were because, you know, I, I think it must have been filmed before he resigned. But yeah. Um, but overall the, the, the stuff was all just, there was this one scene that, um, really, really, it, 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 it hit home for me and it was where they were, um, there's this, there's this new journalist that has moved from Russia to London to be on the Russian sponsored channel, you know, Mm -hmm. that's in London and she gets sent her very first assignment. She gets sent to a place to a date and time and place. And she's told to put on riot gear. And then, a, and then a riot happens, right. You know, right, right behind then. her, the yeah. moment she gets there yeah. and she's like, did, did, did we, did we, um, uh, arrange for the counter protesters to show up? And her boss is like, uh, we arranged both sides <laughs> and she shows how, she had, they have Facebook groups that they started and one is like pro Putin and one yeah. is against Putin and they get people both to join control. these things. Yeah. Right. And they're both controlled by them. And then they announced a, we're going to meet in protest at 10 AM at Leicester square, whatever it was, you know, yeah. and they just did it with both groups, not telling them the other group is going to be yeah. there. And so then they show up at 10 o'clock with a camera. Oh, look, there's a riot in the middle of <laughs> London over Russia. Uh, and that all seemed really like just a little too real. It hits. Right. Does, did it feel when you're watching this that it's almost as if you're watching like live news happening in another yeah. part of the world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and then there was this this moment when the, the lady's like, well, th- well, this is fake news. Like what we just did. She's like, OK, first off, it happened. Right. We didn't yep. orchestra, you know, we didn't, we didn't hire the people actors. to come. These yeah. are, these are real people that join our groups. They, there's a group that thinks Putin's great. There's a group that thinks he's bad. These are all real people. This is not fake news. This actually yep. happened. And then she goes, lady, it's all fake news. Our goal is to get it so that everyone thinks everything's a lie. 
Mm. And then, uh, then the biggest liar wins. And again, I was like, mm, this is just hitting a little too, <laughs> a little too <laughs> close to home, but yeah, but, but the cyber stuff was, was a core element. And what they had was this multi-pronged cyber attack where mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had the, the one cyber attack that went off and then the, the again they use social engineering against IT there was something about a a, a a library that they did something with a library and they're like well nobody's going to look inside the library um and so the you know the new girl of course looks inside the library and she finds like, the Ooh. second attack yeah right and so she's a hero except it turns out there's a third attack <laughs> and the third attack was the worst right so they, yeah. they get this feeling of euphoria of like oh yeah, yeah. we found we caught it attack. exactly ah, yeah we caught it there was a third attack that was much <laughs> much worse and um that results in a severing of relationships between the u.s and the uk in the show mm. interesting uh, a 75 year <laughs> information sharing agreement is over it's like you are on your own so now mm. the uk is on their own at a moment when, when they attacks. need yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was yeah, pretty yeah. it was pretty good the you know, overall the tech was pretty good you know there was a moment where like you know they, they wanted to give the girl some busy work and and they said i don't know why don't you just strings it right <laughs> you know like strings yeah. the executable and so she's looking through the, the stuff that she sees um and um oh there, there was one little interesting thing <laughs> that i picked up so there was this in that strings attack she gets these three words oh yeah um, i remember yeah, and then it turns out there is this thing called what three words, what number three words dot com. They've divided the entire world into t- uh, three meter segments, three meter squared segments, and you can identify any three meter squared segment in the world by three words. And and it's a fascinating way to do like GPS coordinates, and it's a way to basically say like I'm in a very I'm in a big field. Yeah. And you can meet me at, you know, dog, cat, goofy. Right. <laughs> and, and that would, that would translate know, to a called what three yeah. words. Yeah. Uh, that was, I'd never heard of it. I was like, I'd done, you know, and I pull it up. I'm like, oh, look at that. They use an actual <laughs> app and they use the actual app, like the UI of the actual app in the movie. I was mm. like, well, that's pretty cool. Cause a lot of times you see, they don't, they, yeah. they, they just know, they build their own UI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but overall it was, uh, so back to the topic, <laughs> I thought it was really, really real. The idea of state sponsored, you know, attacks is really, really real. It's happening. And so I can understand Lloyd's wanting to exclude that stuff. Yeah. I do believe it's an undeclared war. Um, and then, uh, let's move on to the second topic, which is perhaps more, relevant to maybe the average company i don't know yeah and that is that there is a, a another insurance company it happens to be travelers and they uh, they were uh suing um uh, their so so that travelers is the insurance company the other company is called sj computers they sued in november that travelers owed them far more money than they were than they than they were getting. They were getting a hundred thousand dollars and that they owed nearly six hundred thousand dollars in a loss due to a successful um business email compromise attack. And by the way, the attack just sounds horrible. I don't know if you read through the story, yeah, but I did. It's 
this was on the register as well, right? Um, yeah. Social engineering. Can't yeah, find it. Get, yeah. Well, they basically get they 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 hack and they get something to hack an account. They send an email to the CEO to authorize a payment, and the CEO makes a quick call to their their company that like they used a real they they knew a lot they used the name of a real client of the company or i guess that would be a vendor they used the name of a real vendor of the company but they just changed the, changed account the phone number. number and then they they got them to authorize the the thing and he he didn't he made a phone call it didn't answer and so they paid like six hundred thousand dollars to uh this other company and what travelers was saying is listen we have social engineering coverage you paid for social engineering coverage this is social engineering it has a limit of a hundred thousand yeah. dollars uh we're not paying you six hundred thousand dollars they sued they lost yep. the court very clearly said look this was so so they they differentiated between a social engineering attack and a cyber attack yeah which is um, interesting because i had never <clears throat> really considered that there are different categories, which makes sense now that you think about it, but right. that there are different categories of the types of crime and given insurance companies, they probably have different amounts of coverage, just like your normal house insurance or car insurance, right? Right. You have right. different amounts based on the different types. And so it makes sense. And I'm guessing that someone probably did not read their contracts <laughs> clearly to see well, what their coverage was. The story that I read, it looked like they did read the contract they they and they filed it the way they filed because they did read their contract <laughs> meaning meaning they wanted it to be covered on the other yeah and i i know i i um there was an insurance deal that i was involved with <clears throat> i got to speak uh what's the word high level here but there was an insurance deal that i was involved with where the insurance company wanted to pay far less it it was a company that that suffered uh, a disaster recovery situation due to a flood Mm. of uh the river the company actually did a really good job where they had essentially relocated their it infrastructure to an alternate like a you know a what what do we call those like a colo yeah colo and they had done it in such a way that there was like almost no downtime but by doing it that way, and they basically, they knew this flood was coming and they did it in advance. Yeah. And it, it was essentially miraculous. The company had done a really great job of protecting their business. But the coverage that they had, basically, it said, we will cover moving your computers, right? Like moving them to a high ground yeah. and then moving them back. There is no coverage for business continuation, <laughs> right? And mm. so they were they were suing for it was just like this where they were suing for a much bigger amount. Yeah, and they're saying you don't. It's not covered in this in this um, in this thing, right? You know, so when when insurance companies write insurance, they that you know they they <laughs> they write it so they don't have to pay. Yeah. Uh, or they understand but, the risks and the likelihood yeah. and all the rest of that and yeah. charge you accordingly, right? Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, just like in this story, the company in my story, they lost because yeah. it was very clear what the difference between physically moving the computers and moving them the way they did 
uh, you know, and, and it was literally like, this was, this made this look like peanuts. <laughs> it was like, it was millions of dollars. Uh, and, th- and they were going to get like, like 200,000 or something, oh. <laughs> it was something really small. But, um, I, I think that the key here, if we go back to sort of the, the core element of our podcast is that you should be creating a cyber defense and a data defense mechanism that you shouldn't have to be reaching out to your insurance company for, right? If yeah. you, if you follow, and I'm going to, I still think that the, the episode that the episodes that we did with, um, Snorkel Snorkel 42, 42. Yeah. I still think that his, multi-pronged these are the things that you should be doing already you know that approach of you know obviously obviously monitoring for bad stuff happening yep obviously having you know an intrusion detection system and all of that stuff but then designing your infrastructure in such a way that if and when you get an attack it it can't spread blast radius is reduced yeah it, it reduces the blast radius and then you need to, uh, because if you if a single system got infected and then it's unable to infect the rest of the data center, that's not that big of a recovery. Yeah. Right? Even if it's the most critical system in your enterprise, that's still not that big of a recovery. Assuming you have backups. And, <laughs> well, yes. Well, <laughs> any recovery is a big recovery if you don't yeah. have backups. <laughs> and assuming you have, and then when we get to the part of the, the, the disaster recovery, assuming that you have, a disaster recovery system that is a modern day system that is able to bring your infrastructure up, you know, in a relatively short period of time. Um, that you've tested. Able, what's that? That you've tested. And it's tested, that is, yeah. that is documented <laughs> and you have tested. And I think it should be automated, Yeah. right? There are, there are companies, and yes, Drew is one of those companies that provides a fully automated disaster recovery system. We happen to use the cloud that you do, you know, you do a one-time setup up front, and then in the case of either testing or declaring a disaster, you literally push one button and then boom, you <laughs> fail over to the, to the other data center, right? Well, it's it, it fail over to the cloud. Yeah. And... Um, you know, we're not the only company. In fact, we don't even have the best RTO. There, there are companies that, you know, we, I mean, ours is 15 to 20 minutes. That's pretty dang good. But there are companies that do that in, in, you know, one minute or yeah. less than one minute. Um, and I, I think that, um, if that's what you need, then you should go to those companies. Right. But if 15 to 20 minutes is good enough for you to say no to a ransomware company, then <clears throat> I would recommend you check out Druva. Um, I, I think it's the beauty of us running in the cloud, being a full SaaS service and all of that stuff. Right. So I, I just, I, I want you, that's, I think the takeaway to get from this is to not, is to not focus on the first two thirds of the podcast yeah. of like the details of what these wordings mean and, uh, you know, are we going to be covered and we're not going to be covered. Sure. Do it. So you don't need the coverage. Yeah. Well, right? I would say do it. So it's kind of like, as I look at it, like medical insurance sometimes, right? Where you're looking at it to protect you from catastrophic, like something gets out for some reason and your blast radius is no longer just that one server, but everything, right? So it's there just in case you need it. Right. 
right, to provide you that coverage or whatever else it is. But for the most part, you should try to not ever have to use it. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's more and like I home would... insurance than medical insurance, actually. Say again. I would say it's more like home insurance than medical insurance. Yeah, yeah it's more like yeah, it's more like home insurance. Protect so, yourself, um, right? Plan, protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? That that's the thing is is to is to plan for this. I think that <clears throat> the main point of cyber insurance would be to have a person in your corner, like when uh, Tony from Spectrologic talked about what they went through. They had a company, a cyber specialist in their corner to help them out of the scenario. Yeah, that's. Um, that's what I like about cyber insurance is to yeah. have, if there's a clause in there that gives you access to an expert people that have done this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, an expert. Um, and, um, and then you do need that multi-pronged defense system to protect from on the front end and to protect it from being able to, uh, you know, to limit Spread. the blast radius yeah. or protect it from being able to, you know, like the idea of not using recently used domains, <clears throat> and not using domains with these really long names. Yep. And um, by the way, in the movie, BDNS, I like that one from. Do you remember yes, the guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 I like that at all a lot. The in the movie, the the command and control thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was a very simple like like the like we're in. That's all I wanted to say. That's yeah. all I wanted to say. And the way they did it was a like on a Facebook page, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. Right. And then the, and then some and then somebody else is watching the likes yep. on that Facebook page. So, well, if you think about it, right, most people are browsing <clears throat> Facebook and these common things. And now you have a domain that's commonly used. How do you differentiate that yeah. traffic? And yet nobody should be going to Facebook from a server. Yep. Right. So that. Yeah, that <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that um, that uh, Snorkel 42 talked about. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Prasanna, for, you know. Uh, what what did we do? Deciphering the latest news in the cyber insurance <laughs> yeah, world? I think that seems accurate. Yeah. Thanks, Curtis. And good luck with the car. <laughs> we will have an update next week on the podcast. Yeah. Well, one way or the other, we will have an update <laughs> next week. All right. Thanks to our listeners. And remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. <laughs>